All right, pencils down. The trade deadline is here. It's 3 p.m. on a Monday, March 21st. It is a live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as the Florida Panthers have made their fair share of trades ahead with still a little room for news to break um, as the trade deadline is, is here. Alex Baumgartner joins me from the Fifth Line 5R show to discuss the Florida Panthers and their trades ahead of the 2022 trade deadline your locked on panthers your daily podcast on the florida panthers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and welcome to this live edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast part of the locked on podcast network where it's your team every day thank you for making the lockdown florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day i'm armando Velez from pantherparkway.com you can follow me on twitter at monoman12 follow the show account on twitter at lo underscore f l a panthers don't forget to also follow the national show and the cross check nhl show with andrew berkshire and mary clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the national hockey league so once again this is the live uh show of the lockdown florida panthers podcast anyone listening on the podcast version of this this will be the tuesday episode of the show so everything has come and gone when it comes to the trade deadline and here to discuss the trade deadline it, he, he is a prior guest to the show from the fifth line 5r show alex baumgartner alex how are you doing my dude As always Great to great to have you here, and uh, we have uh, quite a lot to uh, talk about. Uh, now the trade deadline has has passed. Um, there, there, of course, uh, we'll be uh, refre- refreshing uh, the feed in case uh, news does come around as far as the trade deadline. Um, a few things of note for um, the NHL: PK Subban is staying put in New Jersey. Jacob Chikrin is staying put in. Arizona, according to some of the national reporters, but let's talk a little bit about where the Florida Panthers are and compare them kind of to the rest of the division. Uh, of course, uh, last week, the Florida Panthers trade Frank Vitrano to the New York Rangers for a 2022 fourth round pick, use that pick to get Ben Sherratt, uh trade away a uh, first round pick as well in 2023. Um, and then, of course, the big fish, Claude Giroux, um, coming to the Florida Panthers uh, in exchange for a first, a third uh, and and Owen and Owen Tippett as well in in that trade for the Florida Panthers to the Philadelphia Flyers in in that trade, but and of course Aaron Ekblad is on LTIR, freeing up that seven point five million dollars in cap space to go ahead and get uh, Robert Haig using their sixth round pick from the Sam Bennett deal in order to get uh, Haig from the Buffalo Sabers. So. Whew, it's it's been a lot. The Florida Panthers, um, and as well as a team out west, as you could argue, had the most activity in this uh, trade deadline. Um, what, as far as a wellness check for you, uh, Alex, uh, how are you feeling about where the Florida Panthers and what would you grade their trade deadline as? Uh, I think Florida went in and they acquired pretty much everything they needed to go get. Um, as we know from the last deadline. Trades can uh, trickle in up to four something hours after, as long as the trade was in by two fifty nine fifty nine p.m. to the central registry. I believe um, we're still going to hear a little bit, but 
some of the big fish that we thought might have been moved didn't get moved like you said in Chikrin. Doesn't seem like Phil Kessel is getting moved, which I thought possibly could have happened, especially if he's getting retained. But in terms of the Florida Panthers, um, they got the guy I wanted, who is Claude Giroux. We've been looking for a guy to fit alongside Barkov and Verhage on that top line. And, well, there's no better guy than Claude Giroux. He can play center. He can play right wing. He's 34 years old. So he's not the prime Claude Giroux we saw a couple years ago. But this is a guy with multiple years of playoff experience, captain of a team, um, went to the Stanley Cup finals. He's a winner. He hasn't won a cup, but this guy can compete. A really good player. And he wanted to come to Florida. That was the only team he wanted to go to. This was his team. That's what he said. This is his team to go to. So the fact that the Florida Panthers are able to make themselves a destination, not just for the weather now, but for competitive hockey, for guys to come and look for rings. Joe Thornton, same thing, looking for a ring. He wants to come to Florida. Claude Drew is the biggest deadline player available in a pretty long time. Wants to go to Florida. They did a great job there. They went, they got their left-handed shot defenseman in Ben Sherratt. Some people might not have expected him to come. Um, the fact that he's six foot three, two 234 pounds makes him the biggest defenseman on the Panthers' blue line. He's only an inch short of an Aaron Ekblad, but he has 30 pounds on most defensemen on this team. He's big, he's physical, he has playoff experience. They need guys with playoff experience, that's what they get. And then Robert Hag, Ekblad goes down, LTIR, $7.5 million there. Add another depth defenseman for a six-round pick. I don't think they miss this deadline. Not at all, and we thought after the deadline that they had last year, acquiring Sam Bennett, acquiring Brandon Montour for uh, not uh, middle-round picks, uh, de- um or a two and a a three along with Emil Hyman for the Bennett trade. Um, we thought the Florida Panthers really swung big and then that, that was nothing compared to what happened, um, um, here. So it's just, it's just crazy to think that the, the Panthers have just found a way to one up what they're, what they were doing. And it's, and it's crazy to see, and you think about where the, they are as far as the division, um you you think of brandon hagel to the tampa bay lightning a forward uh with term for 2023 and 24 uh um first round pick boris kachuk and um taylor radish um nick paul's also traded to the um tampa bay lightning from uh, the ottawa senators uh to in exchange for matthew joseph uh hampus Lindholm is on the boston bruins um jake debrus uh we um did not get traded uh as, as far as this uh recording uh right here um but Chances he are that extension, he, I think he's yeah, he signed an extension for two million um, AAV for the next two years. So it makes his contract a little bit more movable so for someone who might want to pick him up in the offseason. So that could wait uh, for uh, the the offseason. And also Josh Brown, who could be a third pairing uh, defenseman uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins. And of course, Toronto getting Mark Giordano uh, from the Seattle Kraken. And um, so. This is gonna, This is just gonna be a oh, Armando. If I can just jump in real quick, um, uh-huh. we, we're talking. We're talking about all these teams in the arm race. One of the most low key teams that are gonna make some noise in the playoffs are the Pittsburgh Penguins. They just acquired Ricard Raquel from the Anaheim Ducks for a prospect and a pick. Frank Saravelli had it first, so that is breaking right now. Happened one minute ago. So Ricard Raquel to the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
Yeah, and, and that's going to be continuing the theme of um, news that are going to be leaked after um, after the trade deadline. Uh, we also got word of Andrew Kopp being traded from the Winnipeg Jets to the New York Rangers. Tyler Mott uh, was also traded from the Vancouver Canucks to uh, the New York Rangers as well. So a lot of activity for teams that are uh, selling um, there. So going back to the division, um, who do you think – who who do you think uh, outside of the Florida Panthers had probably um, who do you think had the best deadline as far as the Atlantic Division? I'd say Tampa, Tampa or Boston. It's kind of a toss up. I think Tampa wanted their guy Nick Paul. Joseph wasn't going to come back, and it was basically a UFA for a UFA. That's what it was going to happen. Um, I believe I don't know if he was going to be an RFA or UFA, but from what I've read, if they went to arbitration, it wasn't going to work out too well. So that's why. It was basically, do we want Paul or do we want Joseph? And they went with Nick Paul. They got their guy in Hagel. They gave up a lot for it, but that's what you're going to do. And Tampa has no problem in giving up a lot, which is why they have back-to-back Stanley Cups. That doesn't shock me at all. Um, Boston made some nice moves too. They got Hampus Lindholm, and they have him for the long term, and they re-signed him. Um, Toronto didn't get a goalie. Mm. That, that's, why I can't that. put, that's why I can't put Toronto over those other three teams. Yes, they got Mark Giordano. Giordano wanted to come back to Toronto, like from his home area. Um, that's the team we wanted to go to. That's why they got him for not having to give up first. Good on them for that. Good move by Dubas. They didn't get a goalie. Their intention was to get a goalie, but they signed uh, Hari Satari, uh, who had to go through as well. And, and then, uh, yep. the Arizona Coyotes kind of uh, did the dirty a little bit, uh, claiming. Uh, Hari Satari um, off waivers. So, and Mrazic cleared waivers and with a little bit of term left on his deal and, and a little bit of an injury history uh, going back to Carolina. Toronto's in a little bit of trouble as far as uh, that that end of things. So, and the Boston Bruins are just, they're just right behind them catching up and they could definitely uh, probably make a, make a run to uh, if, eventually get into that third if spot. If I can just jump in again, Mark Masters, T, uh, tweeted three uh, minutes ago, Dubis says Erasmus Sandin is out for their foreseeable future going on injured reserve. Now, the fact that they traded Travis Dermott yesterday for a pick and now Sandin's going on injured reserve, they, they would have known this before three minutes ago. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. So is there another move for a defenseman coming within the last the next couple of hours that went through but we just don't know about yet? We're not 100% done on Toronto, I think. I think we're going to have to wait a little bit longer before I can accurately judge their trade deadline because Sandine is a loss for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, that, and that, that's what, we're, what we'll uh, keep uh, refreshing our pages in, in order to uh, bring any leaks that could come out uh, after the fact. But let's talk. We're, we're going to shift over to the next segment talking about uh, the impact of the two acquisitions for uh, the Florida Panthers, Ben Sherratt and... Um, and Claude Drew on the Panthers. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And college basketball tournament is finally upon us. And from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline.net is the best spot for all your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports, wagering, information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends. And action. Bet online, where the game starts. 
back into the second part of this live trade deadline special show. I'm Armando Velez. I got Alex Baumgartner here from the Fifth Line 5R show joining me on this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And I decided to dig deeper into uh, some of the numbers of both Claude Giroux and uh, Ben Sherratt. Let's first start with uh, Claude Giroux. Um, career average of 55% in the face-off um, circle, something I talked about with Frank Rikas yesterday on the Monday edition of the show. But he's sporting a career high in the in the dot. And people are wondering, how many attempts uh, is it that with Claude Giroux winning 61% of the face-offs? According to Hockey Reference, 964 attempts on a face-off. So just amazing numbers that um, Claude Giroux is putting uh, in the dot. Second in points in, from the Philadelphia Flyers, um and 40 with 42 and including 12 of them on, on the power play average time on ice 19 minutes 14 seconds which was six Corsi four was second um right right behind uh sean katiria but katiria has played 31 less games alex so that is a that is a uh big number for it as far as that and most average time on ice for the philadelphia flyers on the power play um was Claude Drew uh, this season. So that is definitely a big addition for uh, the Florida Panthers, bringing in a guy who leads the lead, who led the way for his former team. Of course, we're talking about a longtime captain here, but this could be a, just the, the Florida Panthers power play has improved so much in the last few weeks. And just adding a guy like Claude Drew, you could either see Anthony Duclair be slid down to the second unit. We could also see um, Sam, um, Sam Reinhart uh, be shifted down a little bit uh, as well. It, it's a, it's it's just continuing to be that um, embarrassment of riches uh, for this Florida Panthers team. Just power play, power play time on ice is just the one that stuck out to me at three oh six. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's one of the areas that not necessarily has been a strong point for the Panthers this season, the face-off dot. And just before I continue, this is a pretty big trade. We normally say Carolina seemed kind of quiet today. They got their guy. They got Max Domi. So Max Domi is heading to oh. Carolina. And they re-signed Jesperi Kotkaniemi to an eight-year contract worth a $4.82 million AAV. So Max Domi is going to Carolina. Elliot Friedman has it. Pierre Lebrun had it. And looks mm. like Chris Johnson had it. Yeah, those guys had it. So Carolina gets a feisty one. They that they have will a little help bit of them for the playoffs. And Domi a little has bit a little of history, bit of history between with, with uh, Ekblad. Mm-hmm. So that'll be an interesting uh, Eastern Conference final if they both happen to uh, reach there. And of course, uh, just Barry Kakaniemi, part of the offer sheet for Montreal. They traded away um, a first round pick and a third, I believe, for Kakaniemi as as part of um, Montreal not signing uh, the offer sheet um, for um, just Barry Kakaniemi. But just incredible that that Carolina, just at the final minute, we're, we're, I was thinking about a few quiet teams. Carolina, the New York Islanders, Vegas Golden Knights, who are just in a, in a world of trouble right now based on their, their deadline. And just... Um, Wow, Max Domi is a big addition. Um, someone who's been moved around he here and there, and now now in his uh, third um, team in in just a few seasons. And just let's go back to um, um, Claude Giroux uh, yeah. and the the power play numbers um, and the power play minutes. Um, as far as 
I think I'm gonna see. I think we're gonna see Claude Giroux immediately go on that top pairing, regardless, based on the experience there and the time on ice. Uh, I think it might be someone like Anthony Duclair shifted down one uh, to the it's second. Gonna have to be Duclair because Ryan. It's so hard. You're not gonna run five forwards. That's a terrible mm-hmm. idea. You're not gonna run five forwards. Um, you can't take Huberto off. You can't take Barkov off. And you're going to have to have, I guess they're going to do Montour or Uyghur for however long it is. It's been Uyghur. It was Uyghur last game. But um, you're just going to have to figure out which defense you want up there. Is it Reinhardt or do you want to do Claire off? Um, I think they're both right-handed shots. So, or I, I, honestly, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think Duclair is the one that you can slot onto the second line. And then you're like, oh. One of our best goal scorers from our first power play line is now on our second line. And who knows? Maybe they don't want to break that up. And then you have a little Claude Giroux, Sam Bennett action on that second power play unit. That could be also because Duclair also went on a streak of a few games going with a power play goal as well. Yeah, now that so, now that I'm thinking of it, how are you gonna how are you gonna break that up? How are you gonna take them off? I don't know. <laughs> you might have to you might have to slide Reinhardt down to that second line, and then Reinhardt's playing with you know, if you want to keep Marchman up there, he has his predominantly most used line mate there. Mm-hmm. There's no Lundell for a little bit longer. So little I bit. would think maybe I think maybe Giroud takes Reinhardt's spot for a game or two. Just get the, uh, you know, get into the motions of that first power play unit because that's going to be explosive to see those guys saucing the fuck around. I'm really excited for that, for that. And it, it's crazy how we have to wait until Thursday for for a game uh now it's it's just uh, it's just a little bit of a wait for um for all of us just to see where this team is going to be let's move on to um Ben Sherratt um of course there was a there's all talk about some of the numbers that Ben Sherratt made um have had especially um goals against um as far as uh goals against for per 60 at even strength um compared to the rest of this his team even strength goals against He's outside of the t- top 20 of his own team, which is a little bit of a concern when you bring someone like Ben Schrott in. Um, 18 points in 54 games, two points on the power play. Um, but he does lead, he did lead, lead, he led, excuse me, the Montreal Canadiens in total time on ice. But this is the opposite of Claude Drew, where not used much on the power play, logged minutes on the penalty kill is three minutes and 11 seconds average time on ice per game. Um, and, and that is, um, and that is, um, and he's uh, right in the middle of the pack when it comes to goals against on the PK. Aaron Ekblag's out for a little bit. So, so Armando, I, I will tell you this. It's clear that the Florida Panthers hockey operations team does not care about traditional advanced analytics. Otherwise they mm-hmm. wouldn't get guys like Sherrod from Montreal or Agreed. Montour and Haig from from buffalo if i can remember the second montar got acquired i had people in my mentions telling me he was a terrible acquisition look at his war score and i said he played on the worst team in the nhl same thing worst with, team uh, in the nhl bennett. same thing with bennett in calgary sam bennett and Cla- claude Giroux is a superstar when he was in his prime he's a superstar superstars no matter how bad of a team they're on their stats are going to look good reinhardt mm-hmm. Not necessarily a superstar, but he was the second best player in Buffalo his entire career. Him and Jack Eichel, they were putting up good numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 
you know, Sherrod, when he, Montreal was a mess this year, loses Correct. half the team, no goalie, no captain. Um, it was an absolute mess. I'm not surprised mm-hmm. the stats don't look as good as, as the type of player he is. He's physical. They had the best penalty kill pretty much of all time in the power in the playoffs last year. It was like a 91%. Like it was absolutely remarkable what that team was doing on the penalty kill. Obviously, large part to carry price. But, you know, ask any player that played against Ben Sherratt in the playoffs. They don't want a 6'3, 235 pound guy hitting him in the back. Mm-hmm. And with Ekblad's injury, we could see one of two things. We could see a Uyghur Sherratt uh, combo on the PK. Um, we could see that, or we could see Forsling, um, Forsling Uyghur as well. As well, I as like Forsling just because Forsling's so active with his stick. I think Uyghur's better at neutral zone takeovers, where Forsling has I I don't know if he has a longer stick or a longer reach, but he seems to have better foot speed when turning in transition than Uyghur might have just by a little bit. So I think active sticks, Gustav Forsling has to be you know the top guy you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And the thing, and also the great thing about it is, again, Ben Sherratt led the Canadians in shorthanded time on ice. That number is going to go down with the Florida Panthers. So also that could also mean with better talent and less logged time on ice that that goals against um, while on the PK can go can go down as well. So that is that is a hopeful uh, part of me for sure. But of course, you mentioned it. Um, Montreal was a mess, um, and was a part of a penalty killing unit last year that really helped them um, in their defense um, to get them all the way to the Stanley Cup final. So Bill Zito talked about in a press conference that experience matters and bringing someone like Sherratt in of bringing that experience. And they're bringing two. It's funny. At least three out of the four older guys on the roster have been to a Stanley Cup final and lost. And they got one guy who is uh, gone to a Stanley Cup and won. So three who have gone there and fallen short, one who has gotten there and won it all. So it's uh, trick. It's trickling down from those older guys all the way to like all the core, and it's just a good mix of everything for this um, team. So before we um, we got about like eight or so minutes uh, before we wrap up on this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we're going to talk more about the rest of the NHL um, in their uh, trade deadline. But first, we're going to tell you all about Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Choosing only brand their warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money while using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil or even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Back on this third and final segment of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Once again, we are live just 23 minutes after the trade deadline. Uh, the Florida Panthers, as of this recording, uh, didn't make an additional move ahead of their uh, trade deadline. Um, refreshing right now. Don't see anything uh, for the Panthers. Um, but, yeah, so let's talk about the rest of the NHL and some of the teams. Oh, that Armando, probably, um, Tampa just made another move. Oh, Riley, what, what Nash. Riley Nash, Riley Nash, Tampa. 
Uh, yep. For what? The rich get richer. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing for the return yet, but Riley Nash from Columbus to Tampa. <sighs> it's going to be... Alex, regardless of home ice advantage, it's going to be another uphill climb um, to uh, to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning again. Um, and, of course, setting the tone for um, by not dropping two if they are to meet again. But chances are... Um, the chances are they won't have to get to uh they they won't chances are they won't be facing each other in round one so honestly at this point um i'm just thinking about getting that round one uh monkey off their back and then yeah. worry about tampa later so well, round one you're probably gonna run into boston washington. toronto or maybe washington i do have to say i forgot toronto did acquire Libushkin, who is a defenseman um i don't know if it was a day or two ago but they do have more defensemen that I didn't realize they had. So it is an arms race in the Atlantic. Mm -hmm. And one of their uh, defensemen um, went on LTIR just uh, a few weeks ago. I think it was, um, I'm I'm blanking on the, I'm blanking on the name. I'm looking up on uh, cat friendly uh, uh, right now. Jake, Jake Muzzin, Jake Muzzin just went on LTIR just a a few weeks ago for the Maple Leafs. So definitely uh, needed a defenseman over there, but one team that I'm <laughs> kind of confused about, but I kind of get it, is the Seattle Kraken. Um, <laughs> quite a few players have been traded to their uh, former teams. Uh, Mason Appleton uh, got traded back to the uh, Winnipeg Jets um, for fourth round pick. Um, they they traded um, they traded back uh, with uh, Washington. Um, trying to look at, at that trade, um, they traded. Uh, Marcus Johansson uh, to the Washington Capitals. They're they're sending all of their uh, their original uh, some of their um, picks from the expansion draft and some trades after that back. I mean, they traded uh, Vitek Vanacek back to uh, Washington before the season even started. But Colorado was pretty quiet. Uh, in the, they were they were noisy in the beginning of the trade deadline. Then in between they were quiet, and then just the last uh, thirty minutes they get. Uh, Arturi Lakenen from uh, the Montreal Canadiens, um, and they get Andrew Cogliano uh, mixing in in their bottom six. Gabriel Landeskog is out. He's not on LTIR um, from what I saw earlier, I'm, I'm, which was I was a little uh, confused about that. But just that team out west, um, Colorado, um, is is there is there? Do you think there's a team that could get in their way or could possibly like take them down? You're uh, you're muted, Alex. Can't hear you. So, <laughs> so while while Alex is getting that uh, situated, um, a few other moves that the um that around the NHL around this um trade deadline is that Mark Andre Fleury has been traded to the Minnesota Wild and. Mark, Cam, Cam Talbot is fu- it's funny because uh Cam Talbot was uh, named as an All Star for um for um, the Minnesota Wild uh, just a, f- a few weeks ago in uh, Vegas. And with the the switching between Capo Capicanen and Cam Talbot um, in goal, it's just a little bit inconsistent with the 
with the goaltending. Their defense isn't the best um, behind either of those two. But Marc-Andre Fleury brings that backstop to the Minnesota Wild and um, really challenging for that central division. Um, probably going to finish in the – oh, now I can hear you. There you go. <laughs> All right, so, keep going. Uh, so Marc-Andre Fleury uh, to the Minnesota Wild from the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, right now looking at the standings for the – Central Division out west uh, with the Minnesota Wild as they uh, as they traded for Mark Andre Fleury, they got the goalie help they needed. So that was what what. How far do you think um, uh, Mark Andre Fleury can take them, and they can they overthrow Colorado in the Central? Well, before my mic was muted, the team that I did have that could compete with Colorado was in fact the Minnesota Wild, and I say that because they have a goaltending tandem now of Talbot. And Flurry, I already like their team on paper. I like some of the size they have with guys like Greenway. I like the forwards with Caprisov, with Fiala, Zuccarello. And they got some nice guys on the back end, including Matt Dumba. So I think that they have a good team to compete with anyone in the West. Um, Colorado is still going to be the favorite, but I have Minnesota up there. We can never count out Vegas just with the firepower they have, but... Right now, I'm saying it's the Minnesota Wild that can possibly dethrone Colorado there. The other team, not including Vegas, Calgary is always a little dangerous come playoff time. Cali Yarncrook. So you never know. They got Cali Yarncrook from the Seattle Kraken uh, as far as there. And they have goaltending. Former Florida Panther prospect uh, Jacob Markstrom has, uh, has, made, made, uh, has just made so much strides this season. He's not going to win the Vesna. It's going to be it's Igor Shosturkin's, uh <laughs> Uh, trophy this year and New York uh, I thought I thought possibly Alexander Georgiev was gonna increase his trade value after that monster performance against the Carolina Hurricanes a uh, a two nothing shutout and the New York Rangers is are another team that is improving some of their uh, uh, forward depth I mean Frank Ricciano was uh, playing on the same line as Artemi Panarin and uh, Strom just the other day he gets an empty netter just the other day so just happy for uh, Frank Ricciano getting his first goal uh, First two points. From George on, Richards. On it sounds like the Florida Panthers are done. Bill Zito on way to media availability. Well, and that is the perfect time as the, our time here on the live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers uh, podcast. Live edition is up. Talk a little bit review of the trades for the Florida Panthers. Uh, Frank Pachano to uh, the New York Rangers for fourth. Use, they use that pick to trade for Ben Sherratt, Tyson Milanich, and a, uh, and a 2023 first. Claude Drew. Uh, for um, for Owen Tippett, 2024 first and a 2023 third. Eric Blood on LTR created that trade for uh, Robert Haig, defenseman, for a 2022 six-round pick. So no other moves for the Florida Panthers. This is the roster they got as they are looking to uh, win their first playoff series since 1996 and to hopefully be hoisting that Stanley Cup come June. So, Alex, thank you once again for joining me on this live edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Tell my listeners where they could find you online. All right. You guys can find me on Twitter at a Baumgartner nine one. You can find me at the fifth line five, R Twitter, where I do the tweets and content on five reasons, sports and five reasons. YouTube. We should be having a show sometime tonight. Hopefully. Awesome. And uh, for those listening, um, tune in uh, to the fifth line five, R show and people listening on the podcast version of this show. Uh, by the time this comes out, uh, the, the, that show would have already happened, but still subscribe to the Five Reasons Sports Network YouTube channel so you'll always see what 
the guys from the fifth line five R show got going on on the show. So thank you once again, Alex, for uh, joining me on the show. Thank you. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. So you'll be notified every single time the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And for those listening to this podcast live edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, after tuning into this live edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, make sure to join Flip Livingstone and, um, and make sure to join the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Show with Flip and Steel on the YouTube page of the Locked On Fantasy Show. Well, I will be joining uh, them right after this uh, live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers. So make sure to tune in as I will be making a guest appearance on the show. So I'm Armando Velez with Alex Baumgartner. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. <laughs>